You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, just not ourselves. I'm Nathan. And I'm Eric. And uh, you, you probably noticed that we didn't start with our standard, I'm the Gargoyle and the Chimerican. I didn't notice at all. <laughs> you, you, you are a terrible ghost. It's, I know, that's what I'm here for. I'm just here to do, do real things. I don't mean you, I mean you the listener. Oh, okay, gotcha. Not you, the I don't listen to this podcast. Though. It's so true. It's so true. I did listen to another uh, episode the other day, though. <laughs> you don't even listen to while we're podcasting. We've yeah, already lost all our listeners. All right. So, so yeah, we are. <laughs> and and we are joined uh, and once again by uh, our good friend Ibibibi Ibibibi I think for. <laughs> I think for what is officially our inaugural episode of Video Monsters, this is the perfect way to start things. Man, can you think of any other way how we would have started Just this? stumble all the way through it. Aside from the 20 minutes worth of bullshit before we actually started this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was warming up the pipes, you know. That was not a double entendre. Hey-o. Just, you know, so, The straightest yeah. way of warming up pipes. <laughs> There's stranger ways. So, yeah, uh, yeah we, we are video monsters. If you've been listening to the Gargoyle podcast for a while, uh, then you saw some of our posts about how we were going through some rebranding. And this this is part of that rebranding. Um, we're still working on some stuff. So this is not like the like official relaunch. It, it's more of just the it, it's weird to podcast using the old name when the new name is on the social medias. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're video monsters now. Do we want? Are we going to dive into uh, to kind of what spurred on this uh, this change a little bit? Or are we I mean, save that? it it makes sense. We we will probably uh, do maybe a slightly fuller uh, explanation mm-hmm. when we actually do like the full rebranding and you know have the uh, the sort of larger relaunch. But uh, but yeah, so part of year, you know, larger relaunch. <laughs> this is this is why we have EB today, so he can just kind of like point out all of the double entendres and, right, and things right. <laughs> all the the dick adjacent <laughs> so balls since i'm so oblivious to the dicks <laughs> that pop okay. up in this podcast flying at you from every direction <laughs> you you did choose those words on purpose right with yes the dicks popping the, the up popping okay up, yeah uh-huh. okay good that one actually so, was intentional so well, but i need eb for the rest Oh my god. You'd have to give me a hand. No. 
Uh, um, this is gonna be a good episode this this is why we don't take ourselves too seriously uh yeah no so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while like i I don't know probably definitely the last few months maybe even the last year or so you've probably heard me ramble on about like man i I don't really want to change the name because like i love the gargoyle and like that's who i am but like it's also super weird and like do people get it and like i love puns but and and so there kept being that that ongoing conversation. Um, and like the voice you're <laughs> <laughs> that's how I sounded to myself when I would talk about it. Like the college bro voice. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm annoying myself, I sound like a college bro. Sound like a California dude, bro. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, like th- this actually is relevant to the topic, the main topic of tonight, which is the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Because so much of the like specific conversation around, okay, I, I'm finally emotionally ready to change the name of the podcast to what? And so like we reached out to, um, to, to some of our friends like Chris Dorch and Matt Mercer and Graham Skipper like, hey, we're thinking about changing the name. What do you all suggest? And there were some pretty great suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites, but unfortunately it's already taken because, you know, pop culture was see you right. next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. and unfortunately that one's already taken so we're gonna try to put out episodes on wednesdays once we get caught up with things because we have to catch up on our film fest coverage and some other things that we had been planning but once we do that uh that firm relaunch we, we are going to try our plan is to put them out on wednesdays <laughs> so that we can say see you next wednesday and still incorporate uh some of that into it um <laughs> and then there, there were some other suggestions that uh, we sort of tossed back and forth, but one of my favorites, and part of me really hates that we didn't go with this, but it was too similar to other podcasts that already existed, mm-hmm. was, this one was suggested by Brian Lanano, <laughs> and the name was Film Dudes with, with a Z. A Z. That was that was the full name, like film dudes dot 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 with, with a Z. Z. I'm with a Z. I love the suggestion. <laughs> I don't know if I could continue on with a podcast by that name. Here, here's why you don't know whether or not you could have continued on. It, Out of principle. Well, so so you uh, have to drop the Z because it would just be you. <laughs> it would just be film dude with a Z. Film dude. Film, Alone in film dude with a Z. Yeah. No, so here's the thing, and here's why I don't think that you would have dropped it. And uh, EB, back me up on this. Hearing what? Brian say, film dudes, with a Z! Like, the, <laughs> the excitement that he put into saying it is really what sold me. Yeah. Because at first, I was like, that, I, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe yeah. it's... Yeah, but then when he was like, no, man, you gotta spell it with a Z. So it's film dudes, with a Z! Like, oh, okay, that that kind of is what it needs to be. But there were too many other things. Like there was three film dudes and just like film dudes, and uh, so that that one wasn't gonna work mm. either. So we uh, we finally settled on Video Monsters, in in part because um, the uh, the monikers that we had been going by for the last however many years mm-hmm. of the Gargoyle and the Chimerican. Yeah, we really were trying to find something that we could still incorporate our monster avatars in, our, our, our little monstrous alter egos. We want to kind of keep that in there, but also make sure that we don't 
box ourselves into only being a horror movie exclusive podcast and try to make it kind of obvious that we're just like we are the monsters and not so that we're just all only going to be talking about monster movies yeah and um we hope we succeeded i, I hope so i think i think we did I, I think that if uh people actually see the logo then they get that and yeah. uh the artwork for the logo done by our very own eb say hello yeah. eb again hello hey guys eb has officially birthed the chimericans so in a way you're kind of like my daddy <laughs> you finally well, brought the chimerican to life do fathers birth things? <laughs> okay. I don't think I mean, that you understand <laughs> this whole yeah. Well, before we yeah. recorded, we've established the, <laughs> that I don't really know how, how some of these things work. How the, we don't, I don't really know the reproductive <laughs> system. Very you, well. have <laughs> you have two kids. How do you not understand? Are you no. part seahorse? Is that what's D- going on? Divine intervention. He used a, a Ouija board. <laughs> divining, <laughs> divining rod. There we go. Yes. Rod. Uh, <laughs> the divining rod. I like. I like the direction you were going there. Uh, yeah, and you know the other thing I love about video monsters, which Nathan, I just have to bring this up, is that if we if we really do, uh, you know, like make it big and we get some brand recognition, then we are in a perfect position to spin this off into a trading card game called Vidimon. No. Yes. No. Vidimon. And we could have like Chimerican trading cards, Gargoyle trading cards. Like we could have all these different video monsters. It's just a great idea. And then that's where the money's at. You only get two cards. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Each pack is like you get a blind pack of two cards. It's always the same two. I love that idea so much. I... (laughs) Oh, oh! When EB suggests the no, trading no. card game, it's it's cool. But, but when I suggested, no. it's dumb. No, I love the idea of having a trading card game where there literally are only two cards, <laughs> and that's it. We're not even going to put a third. It can't even be like a rock paper scissors situation. We're not even going to no. put the third card in there for that. It's just always Solid. a draw. <laughs> 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 the third card is both of you together. <laughs> the thumbs up, you know. Buddy! You win through the power of friendship. No, see what it is. Uh, it's um, a it's a two-sided card. Okay. With either thumbs up or thumbs down mm-hmm. for both of us. And then like when you're watching movies or whatever, like you play either your Gargoyle or your Chimerican card okay. as your vote on whether or not the movie was good. So what you're saying is mine is the thumbs down card. No, we both have. Oh, thumbs, okay, I got you. It's got a you, two sided card. Oh, okay. So one person down. has Chimerican. Okay. Got yeah. It, got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's like a best friend movie watching game. And then at the end, you instead of like just having a discussion about the movie, you just drop your, <laughs> and then you argue about why the other person is wrong. Drop your binary opinion card. <laughs> it's it's perfect. I love it. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the 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 graphic design for our logo is done by EB, and I love it. Um, it's great. No, I, I I'm very very pleased with it. Well, and I, I was other, trying to other remember than one thing. No, oh, dude, the, that is the best thing, which I shouldn't have even brought it up. You so should not have brought it up because I wasn't going to say anything, but now I am. <clears throat> I'll come back to that. <laughs> the, <laughs> 
so if if you see the logo uh and if you're listening to this podcast then i assume that you have seen the logo the look that we're going for is sort of like a, an 80s video store and uh, eb i think that your work really shows that because like when i looked at it, it was like yes this is exactly what i want to see um because like i've concocted this whole story about what's going on in the logo because uh eric you are there as the chimerican yes fighting with a tentacle monster coming out of a tv and i'm just off from the side looking at you like dude what the hell mm. and so Wait, i like to th- pull th- your shit together <laughs> exactly <laughs> like damn it eric you went and pissed off vicky again because yeah. we've totally named the vcr vicky yes uh and and just kind of like you you know that you're not supposed to piss her off what are you doing and you are just frantically trying to grapple with it like i don't know what's going on yeah that's the story uh of what's happening in our logo i dig it i really like it a lot and i like the kind of the the clerks vibe to it too because clerks is definitely one of my handshake movies so it yes. feels it just feels right yeah it it really captures everything uh about what we were going for mm-hmm. down to the fact Mm-hmm. That that one of our all time favorite movies, collectively and individually, is Jaws, because it is a perfect movie. And ooh, yeah, it, it listened to the podcast more than once, and we will go on and on about how amazing Jaws is and how Steven Spielberg is like just the best horror director. Maybe not the best, but a, a great horror director. Right. And we wanted to make sure that there was no copyright infringement, mm-hmm. even though what ended up happening is still questionable yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> if if you look closely eric is wearing a shirt that says shart nato uh-huh. with a poop emoji with teeth super late at night i was just drawing stuff and i was just like ah shart nato <laughs> See, okay. I love it. I love it so much. I, I'm not. I'm not condoning this, but I do love the the glee with which you said that. So, well, the, if it brings joy to others, whatever. <laughs> what brings me even more joy about your Sharknado shirt? If I hadn't made a big deal about it, this would have happened. I should have. Need to keep my f-ing mouth shut. You really should. Yeah, because if you had just been like, haha, nah, then it probably wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, it was the. I sent uh, a lot of disapproving gifts. <sighs> you, you send a lot of, well, that's what's happening now. Yeah, no, it started off disapproving and then it was just resigned <laughs> to my fate. But I love that it's on a ringer tee and you've got like the cutoff uh, camp like counselor camp, shorts. Yeah, it looks like a camp counselor. <laughs> I like it. I, di- I dig I dig the overall aesthetic. And I also, I'm glad too, like we had talked about with the Chimera and the oh. design being like an American Chimera and having like, I think it was a bald eagle head, an Abraham Lincoln head, and then like a bottle rocket tail. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that doesn't really represent me. And that's like... I'm one MAGA hat away from being an entirely different sort of predatory creature. So, right. so I like that we instead went with uh, an Eric, an Ericin chimera. Yes. Yeah, especially, uh, I just love that all of them just have your hairstyle. Yeah, it's, I know, uh, it's so good. Yeah. I feel like they, like the three heads represent, like very well represent my different personalities. Yeah. For sure. Especially because uh, the, the snake tail represents the side of you that just talks out of your ass. Yeah. Literally. It's perfect. So good. Literally, yeah. It just pops in. It's like, hey, guys, what's going on over here? <laughs> what's going on, guys? 
He's like, you're having some trouble over here. It really doesn't look like it's abreast of the situation in that picture. (laughs) He's just like, what? Just looking at the tentacles, like, do I know you guys? Are you, no, (laughs) yes, no, no, yeah, no. All right. All right, cool. I'll be over here. (laughs) Oh, man. So, So, yeah. All of these things happened around the time that we were at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival, bringing it back around to an actual topic that we're supposed to be talking about tonight. Yes, we were definitely at the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Two of us were. So, all right. Before we start actually getting into the movies, which, Eric, you were able to watch most of them. I was. Mm, A good chunk of them. We're going to talk about this. Literally for the last year, like since because uh, you weren't able to make it last year on Sunday. Um, and so ever since last year, Sunday from the Knox Horror Fest, we've been talking about how excited we are mm-hmm. for Knox Horror Fest 2019. Yes. Not like a figurative, like literally mm-hmm. for an entire year, we were talking about how excited we were. There's a lot of we uh, could not wait for it. There's a lot of audio evidence to yes. support this. There's an entire year's worth of podcast backing yes. me up on this. Uh-huh. And then the week of things came up. Understandably, things came up. I do not fault any of those. You be the trick you. Was my fault? No, he's talking about things coming up. <clears throat> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what, what, are, what are you good for? That's why you are here, EB. Come on, man. Yeah. My only purpose is to find the double entendres. Anywho, so, continue, life events happened that very unfortunately prevented you from being able to go. Yep. Understandably, not mad because life events happened. However... I was also giving you crap the entire week. As soon as you were like, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. Yeah. I'm notoriously noncommittal. Dude. To be fair. You should have expected this, Nathan. An entire year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that doesn't yeah, mean I was. Like that. Yeah. I, I know life happens. I know. Very like, <laughs> like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, you know? Thanks, dad. Other dad. <laughs> My two dads. Space dad. <laughs> Did you just call me Space Dad? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think I need to put my headphone in better and actually hear what you're saying. <laughs> so, yes, unfortunately. Robot chirping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just a very tiny person typing out uh, the, the, the transcripts for me. There we go. Like, like super tiny, like leprechaun size. Oh, like, that's not even as tiny as I was thinking. Like Darby O'Gill and the the little people, you know, like. Oh, like like oh, I, I can see your fingers, so yeah, it's not the, as the smaller wor- than I was. Thinking. The world of the internet that is listening cannot see things through sound. Yes, like smaller than the size of the microphone. Got it. Like smaller than your cell phone. Got it. Typing it out on a giant typewriter. Yeah. yeah so I like just it. hopping back yes. and up and down on the. Just just angrily. Jumping back and forth. Just talk slower. That's a very, very vivid. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) So Knoxville Horror Film Fest. Knoxville Horror Film Festival. 
Which, uh, yes, we are sponsored by Central Cinema, Mm -hmm. which puts on the Knoxville Horror Film Festival. And uh, I I was listening back to our Blood Rage episode because I, the other night, did a screening of Blood Rage, which, oh my God, I love that movie so much. And it is screening at uh, Central Cinema, I want to say on the 27th and 28th. Probably should have looked that up before I started saying it, but... Thanksgiving Day, right? Yeah, is it? It might be the Wednesday and Thursday. That's I what think. That sounds right, yeah. I think. Yeah. So uh, Central Cinema is screening Blood Rage, which is a Thanksgiving horror movie by John Grismer. And oh my God, I absolutely love it. We might even have to like redo that episode or just I might repost that episode because it's, it's great. I love it so much. Anyways, Blood Rage. Uh, so I had some friends over and I was doing a screening of Blood Rage for them because we might not be able to get together actually on Thanksgiving. And uh, when I show movies like Blood Rage to friends, I want to um, I, I want to let them know this is why the movie is actually good. It seems like a bad movie, but here it is why here is why it is actually amazing. And I didn't have a whole lot of time to like do a ton of research. So I was like, I'll, I'll just listen back to what I talked about last year. And on that episode, we were talking about how much we loved Central Cinema and Knoxville Horror Film Festival. And like we even said, you know what? They should be our sponsors. And like we talked for probably a good five minutes about how much we love them. And we just talk about Central Cinema because we love them. That was before they were our sponsors. Yeah. And it was just milking out a sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like at the time and long before they said, hey, do you want us to sponsor you? Like, we went on and on and on about them. So our love for Central Cinema is not just because they sponsor us. They sponsor us because we love them. Mm-hmm. It runs deep. Yes. The love runs deep. It, we, we love them so much. Um, and hopefully, in a related but slightly different note, we will have other things to announce relatively soon. Uh, just waiting for a little bit of confirmation. Um, Ooh, that was a very enigmatic... <laughs> thing that you just said <laughs> yep so, so yes uh central cinema one of our sponsors and we absolutely adore them and knoxville horror film festival one of my favorite times of year i, I look forward to it literally uh all year round like as soon as i leave on sunday i'm like but i don't want to go can can i just like stay here and then my right. wife texts me a picture of my kid. I'm like, oh, right. No, I have to go right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got these other things I've got going on. <laughs> these other tiny humans to take care of. <laughs> hey, maybe Neil's the one typing on the giant typewriter. Neil's just bouncing around on that typewriter. <laughs> that sounds about right. I, I will be working on the computer and uh, he'll, he'll come up to me and go, da-da, up. And so I'll pick him up and keep trying to type things. And he'll just start smacking the keyboard like a cat. <laughs> and it's like dude not helpful adorable not helpful so that you just like put him in a cage just like like you would with, with water yes <laughs> put my child in a pet taxi <laughs> i want you to sit here and think about what you've done i'm just gonna yeah. let him start responding to emails Work for me <laughs> So, yeah, right. Central Cinema, Knoxville Horror Film Festival. Absolutely love them. Uh, and and tonight, now that we're way too far into this episode, we're actually going to talk about the uh, Knoxville Horror Film Festival 2019. Let's do it. Which two-thirds of us were able to attend in person. <laughs> yes, that's a majority. 
Those are good odds. <laughs> That's like enough for uh for Congress or for the uh, Senate to pass like an amendment to the Constitution, right? Or two like an impeachment. Majority. An impeachment, yeah. Impeachment, yeah. Is it two thirds for an impeachment? Man, I don't I think know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember my high school <laughs> government class. I keep up with it, sort of. Th- thank you for making it slightly easier for me to edit by censoring yourself and like the the conscious like. <laughs> do I want to? I mean, is it? Uh, mm. Yep. Yep. So Knoxville, <laughs> uh, the better Eric and I were able to attend. Yeah. <laughs> no arguments here. <laughs> he is taller. No, he's not. No, no. no. I'm, I'm the tallest of of anyone you know, probably. That's not true. I'm like a solid six one. I think I'm like six foot even. I'm in the six foot range. Did you say the tallest person you know? Yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm the tallest person on this podcast ever. <laughs> We need to like take people's height before we bring them on and make sure that my pride isn't hurt by having a taller person on this podcast. <laughs> like if we did, you the, could just sense their tallness through the audio. Well, like if we did pictures like shockwaves, where they, uh, you know, have the picture of the uh, the guest for the episode. Like you would have a stool so that you're always taller than them. Yeah, ridiculous. So let's talk about Knoxville. Oh my God. We are so, so on par for I'm this I'm just podcast. really committed to, like, derailing this over and over again. Yep. So, Thursday <laughs> night, uh, which unfortunately none of us were able to make it to, they had the Girdlerthon, where they played uh, three William Girdler movies, The Manitou, Grizzly, and a secret screening that they totally said what it was and, and why it was secret. It was Nathan, I wasn't even at the damn festival, and I know this, dude. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the, like this, there's a reason why they build it as a secret screening rather than naming what they were showing. I mean, it's over now, so we can say what it is. I'm not sure. They literally it, talk about it on it, Shockwave. Yeah, I know, but it didn't really have anything to do with like that you couldn't talk about it. <laughs> like you literally, it's like <laughs> did they have to sign an NDA before watching the movie? Uh, no, but we like have had to do that. So, <laughs> so yes, the uh, they, they did the Girdlerthon um, with two named movies and one unnamed movie, and unfortunately, we weren't able to make it there. Um, but they did make a Girdler thong. And did you purchase one? No, oh, I think that they just made it for Elric. He tried oh. it on, but it wasn't a good fit. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It was, it was too good of a fit. No, I, I think <laughs> that they just made a single girdler thong to give to Elric Kane. I gotcha. Because when they were talking about it last year and planning it, just it, it kept sound from what I hear. Unfortunately, I wasn't actually a part of these conversations, but to hear them retell it, uh, Whenever Elric would talk about the girdler thong, it sounded like he was saying girdler thong, mm-hmm. and and so they made him a girdler thong. That's beautiful. It is so beautiful. That's so great. <laughs> I love Thank it you. so much. <laughs> and that it's even though you're starting to cry there a little bit, <laughs> it, it makes me a little weepy. <laughs> even though none of us were able to actually be there for the girdler thong, I feel like that is such a perfect start to the Knoxville Horror Film Festival because it encapsulates uh, just the the fun and camaraderie and the love for cinema and just honestly the silliness mm. that, that happens. And yeah, 
that was uh, a, just a, a great way to start, I feel, even though we weren't there. Yes. So let's talk about the things that we were there for. Ooh. So is this my? Is this where I, I, I leave? No, you yeah, saw... <laughs> You saw some of it, uh, especially because um, at least one of these things um, also screened at Chat Film Fest. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, on Friday, um, so they played a lot of shorts, and I, I love short films, and um, Knox War Fest always does a great job of picking shorts that pair well with the features. This year, I missed most of the shorts, mm-hmm. and I hate that. But I also love the reason why I missed most of them. This year, probably more than any of the years prior, I spent a lot more time talking to the people who were there. Mm-hmm. And and we've talked about this every single time that we talk about uh, the Film Fest, where it's just such a, a friendly environment that it's super easy to talk to the people. So talking to the directors and, and the actors and just other film fans. Like, it's... It, Central Cinema does such an amazing job of creating that environment that it doesn't feel like, oh, no, I can't talk to that person because they're a star. It's like, oh, hey, a film dude. I I should go talk to the film dude. Oh, hey, film chick. I should go talk to the film chick. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I love it. It's amazing. It really is. Everyone's so approachable. Yeah. And the uh, just the physical space, too. Like, it kind of forces you to talk to people. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah, not- especially back at the actual Central, Central Cinema. Yeah, because uh, Friday and Sunday, they did it at Central Cinema. Saturday, they still did it at the, uh, um, is it Regal, Downtown West? I think, I think. Yeah. I think it's Regal. Maybe it, it might be AMC, but I think it was a Regal. Anywho. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, I missed a lot of the shorts, which does suck. But... The first feature film that I saw on Friday, and uh, EB wasn't able to make it on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Some difficulties, but... Yeah. And, and again, life comes up. Not as mad at you as I am at Eric. <laughs> the, the first feature <laughs> film was Fingers. Juan hey. Ortiz's Fingers. Yes. I've seen this film. Oh, my God. It's so great. And it's got my, my main man, Jeremy Gardner, in it. Oh my god! He doesn't know he's my main man, but but he is. <laughs> I think that he listens to the podcast and just like secretly hates you a little. Does he listen to the podcast? Man, I don't know. I hope he does. Jeremy, if Hi, you're Jeremy. listening, t- tell tell Eric. Thanks. I've tweeted at him a couple times. He's never responded. <laughs> Whenever we we actually when we posted our review of the uh, of fingers, we had I had tweeted something out about, or maybe you had about his jaws. Oh no no no! It, we talked about how he has a jaws tattoo. <clears throat> Yes, and we got a response from Christian Stella, the uh, co-director of of After Midnight, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, yes, um, yeah. Uh, so we we've talked about fingers before during our chat film fest coverage, um, during our part one, I think, of two guys, a girl, and a bad situation. No, no, that no, that sorry. No, that I'm thinking the- of the other one. I'm thinking of um, the other Jeremy Gardner movie. Sadistic intentions. Sadistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm bad at remembering things. <clears throat> uh, no, fingers we talked about during our obsessions episode. That's right. Yes. I. If you go back and listen to that episode, there's no question about how much I love fingers, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> On a second watch, it is an even better movie. Like, I loved it the first time. 
but watching it again and knowing a little bit more of what I was a uh, little bit more of what I was getting into. Yeah. It's just so stinking fun from beginning to end. Yeah, I think that would be I, I wish that I'd been able to see it again, too, because I remember like when we went into it at Chat Film Fest, we like our expectations were colored by like the description. It was a little different. Like, I don't know. I expected something a lot more surreal. And this was just kind of like a, a dark crime comedy thriller kind of thing sort yeah of. and um, i was expecting a lot more body horror especially because yeah. the uh like the super quick like teaser trailer that they put out where it's just a lot of flashing images super quick yeah. it had that feeling of like everyone is going to be losing fingers yeah the tone is a little bit is probably closer and it's probably closer to like a coen brothers film i would say than than a horror film sort of i i'm i'm gonna stick with my description that i said during our chat film fest and uh my reasoning for why i'm sticking with it i'll get into because <clears throat> i'm doing the thing where i pre-explain what i'm about to explain yes you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then i will post explain no uh i i am sticking with my description that it's like if quentin tarantino directed i heart huckabees and the reason that I'm sticking with that, first off, it's still accurate. The, I still haven't seen Our Huckabees. Dude. That was like a, that was like earlier this year. I should watch it by now. That was I'm seven watching, months ago. I'm always watching movies for this podcast, though, so I don't have time for anything else. What? Quit the... No, don't quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to do Pre- I Heart Huckabees on the podcast. Pre-quit the spinoff podcast of the Eric and Eric show with Eric, a.k.a. Eric, and Eric, a.k.a. Eric. A.K.A. E.B. Yes. A.K.A. E.B. Just pre-quit that one. Okay. E.B.C. Done. <laughs> it's dead in the water. Uh, yeah. So the part of the reason that I'm sticking with that, again, still super accurate. And on a second watch, the uh, the I Heart Huckabees vibe came out even more. But the other reason um, at, at the film fest, <clears throat> I met Juan outside mm-hmm. the bathroom, as you do. <laughs> yeah that's where you talk to people at film fests yeah yeah he walked out like hey what's up (laughs) i'm just waiting for him no uh (laughs) (laughs) no we were we were standing there and i was like hey man really love the movie um and and i forget exactly what what brought it up but i mentioned that i talked about it on the podcast and he was like oh you're the gargout man i i gotta tell you love that episode and this is not me bragging about it. This is like a genuine, like this really made part of the film fest. We for met me. a fucking fan. Which, well, you did, I guess. <laughs> yes. But but yeah, there is a fan of this show out there. I bet that was that's it, genuinely heartwarming, and I wasn't even there for it. It was no. weird enough that me, like meeting someone who actually listened and enjoyed it. But he told me a story about how he was scouting a location uh, down in Florida somewhere. And just driving around looking for looking for places to um, for whatever it was, whatever project he was working on. And he was listening to the podcast. And when he got to that point of me referring to it as Quentin Tarantino directing I Heart Huckabees, he said that, like, he was just crying. He was laughing so hard. And I was like, dude, you have no idea how much you just made this festival. (laughs) That was the first night. Like, that was very early on in the entire weekend. And so, for me, that colored the entire experience. And it, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. So, Juan, if you were listening to this episode, um, yeah, thank you. That that was it was very heartwarming for me. Was that the guy we talked to the last day? 
uh, we talked to him a few more times throughout the weekend. He, um, yeah, the last day um, we talked to him a little bit. He was um, in the taco truck. He yes, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked to him outside uh, after getting tacos because tacos are delicious. I love tacos. Tacos are so delicious, so much. Um, yeah, I, I, we've already talked about fingers, but it, anything you want to say in revisiting it? I I didn't revisit it, <clears throat> but I do love the movie. I really I, I really enjoyed that movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. The one thing that I will say that I've been thinking about a lot is Jeremy Gardner's outfit in that movie with his uh his pink tank top and how I think it's just so iconic. It's like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China levels of iconic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That might be my Halloween costume next year, actually, now that I think about it. The big Trouble in Little Fingers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Big Fingers in Little Trouble. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yes. You do not want to dress like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Nathan. Too soon? Why? You just... You just this just took a really dark turn. Yeah. Uh, okay. I. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay, Nathan. That's so the right. movie's fingers was amazing. Um, I, I I really hope that it gets a larger distribution. Like I really hope that uh, that after doing the the film festival circuit, that it ends up on someplace like Shutter. Oh yeah. Because I I like it is definitely a movie that I want to keep rewatching and a movie that I want to keep sharing with friends and. I just I, I love it so much. Same. No, I'm kind of lost because I haven't seen it yet myself. Mm. Uh, where would I find this? I nowhere yet. It's still doing the festival circuit. Okay. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not available on. I don't YouTube because I actually found uh, bucket buckethead. I found that on YouTube. <laughs> buckethead. What is that? I- no, jug, face? jug face. Jug face. There you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Buckethead's a band. Sorry. <laughs> Buckethead and Jug face are two very different things. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> ju- <laughs> oh man, That's, they do sound like synonyms, though. I mean, to be fair. <laughs> like uh like a superhero team on adventure time buckethead and jug face yeah uh no the so eb mentioning that uh like is relevant because um jug face was chad crawford crinkles movie and he also did dementor which is one of the ones that we did screen or did screen that we did see uh and we talked to him a little bit afterwards and he was talking about jug face um so that that was the connection in case we're like, what are you talking about bucket face for? Got it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, un- unfortunately fingers isn't out anywhere yet. Um, but it is definitely one of those movies that if you have a chance to see it at a film fest or, um, at places like central cinema, when they do their, um, do their screenings of the indie movies, I absolutely recommend seeing it. Yeah. It's definitely one to seek out for sure. I think it'd be worth like paying money for, for sure. Oh yeah, totally. It, it sounded very dismissive, uh, but I don't mean it that way. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that feels like it has a little bit of everything. It's like got some uncomfortable things in it, but like in a good way. And it's very funny, and it's got like some legitimately like 
thrilling sequences and uh it it, it it definitely gets intense but it also never loses the fun throughout so um yes completely agree and your comment of like it's worth spending money on like it, i assume that what you meant by that at least this is how i took it it's a movie for me at least that i would pay to have the physical media of rather than just like catch it on a streaming service right exactly yeah pay, pay to even okay. like, see it in a theater with with a group of yeah. people or uh yeah i mean like it's not one that i feel like you should wait on yeah it is one that is absolutely worth intentionally saying so <clears throat> two things um thing number one in a few episodes um juan ortiz and christian stella and chris Dorch, if we can get the scheduling worked are going to be on the podcast with us. So we're going to have a chance to talk even more about fingers and the next movie, which we're about to talk about. And, um, yeah, I, so when, when you were talking about like, Oh, it's, it's got, you know, everything. It's got all of this. It's got, it's got humor. It's got action. It's got a little bit of fingerlessness. Um, <laughs> watching it a second time, there was a lot more that I picked up on. And one of the things which, uh, like, I still haven't put together all of my questions for the episode with Juan, Chris, and Christian, but one of the things that I'm definitely going to ask them about is um, the the end of, mm, you know what, never mind. I can't, I can't talk about it right now because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But I feel like there is a much stronger connection between fingers and after midnight with a lot of thematic elements. Oh, interesting. Okay. And how the endings, uh, potentially relate to each other. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. But I can't talk about it right now cause I'm trying to keep things spoiler free. Yeah. We definitely want to do that cause yeah. Uh, this, someone did point out, I love this. The line that Jeremy Gardner says towards the end of Fingers, um, when when he confronts, um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on her name? The the main girl in the movie. Oh my God, this is <clears throat> one of these days. I'm going to learn to like actually have IMDb uh, pulled up before I start talking about something, because that would be the much more uh smarter thing to do sabrina friedman seats sites sabina sorry sabina friedman is it sites i think so I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> EB's just like, whatever, man. Sabina Friedman cites, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. The line that Jeremy says to her is very, 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 very similar to a line that is said towards the beginning of After Midnight. And one of the, uh, one of the people who was there uh, asked Christian about this during the Q&A afterwards. And he was like, no, that was not intentional. But I'm absolutely going to tell Jeremy about it because Jeremy had thoughts about one of those lines and those thoughts were not necessarily positive. And so I Ooh, think that is hilarious. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, we, we've probably talked vaguely enough about Fingers. We absolutely adore it. Cannot recommend it enough um, here on Video Monsters, which I'm really just saying to remind myself that... That's video. I know I keep wanting to say Gargoyle too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fingers is amazing. Absolutely check it out. And be sure to come back soon when we do our interview with uh, with Christian and Juan 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of Christian, <clears throat> is the next movie his movie? Yeah. Okay. So far, we've talked about one movie. Yeah, we, we got this. We have so many things to say. The next movie is After Midnight. It is, which I have seen. Oh, my God. And yeah. EB, I'm sorry that it's another one that you weren't able to catch. But, hey, the good thing is uh, after this, you were there for, I think, everything. Um, after, oh, my God, After Midnight. Yeah, man, Eric, After Midnight. You, you start because, okay. really, it's just going to be me gushing again. And I, I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more succinct. So, yes. Yep. So, I'll dive in. Um, I really love After Midnight. I think that... Um, I, especially while watching this, I kind of realized that the uh, like niche subgenre of movies that really like hits all my sweet spots is romantic creature features. It's like the kind of thing that has everything that I love in a movie. And uh, yeah, so this that is exactly what this movie is. And I think that it is so fantastic. Like it really hit me in a way that I didn't expect it to. Yep. Because I expected more of a creature movie and it is more of a romance slash sort of break up like heartbreaking kind of like it, it is a romantic drama mm-hmm. that just so happens to have a monster exactly yeah and it is a movie that it just feels so like honest and genuine about relationships and that's something that you don't even get in like actual romantic films i feel like a lot i mean like not that this isn't an actual romantic film but i mean it's like disguised as a creature feature kind of yeah as a horror movie um and yeah like just jeremy gardner and bria grant in this movie have such fantastic chemistry there is i'm gonna jump around so much because i just love so much about the movie but there is a scene in this movie that i think is probably my favorite scene from almost anything i've seen all year technically a great scene because it is a uh, a single take or it's a, like a, a single shot like it's it's like a 12 minute shot yeah. or something it's it goes on for a long time and it's just a conversation between jeremy and bria in a doorway and it is one of the most like amazing pieces of acting i've seen it is so like raw and real yeah. and it feels like i mean you can tell that this is a movie that was born out of a out of like real heartbreak and real love and it's just i don't know i just i felt like i related to it so much and i think it's just beautiful and the way that it was shot like is so absorbing and the fantastic thing about the way that they made this a creature feature is there's already tension in the scene between the two characters but there's also this lingering tension like is Mm -hmm. this creature going to show up um and it is just it's fantastic. I, okay, so I, I'm not going to get... To not jump into like too much about what it's about, but I just... Uh. I'm not going to get too far into things right now because, uh, again, I'm saving I'm saving a lot of the like deeper discussion about this for the, uh, for the episode with Juan, Chris, and Christian. But uh, jumping off of what you just said, what makes this scene so, so perfect is how exposed they are. Like like you just said, there has already been a very clearly identified tension of there is a monster outside the door. Yeah, it keeps coming every night after midnight, um, showing up at his house, and he's trying to, like, fend his, fend his homestead. Yeah. Defend his homestead. And during the scene, not only is it emotionally raw, just in terms of what they're talking about and how they're acting, like, oh, man, um, when, when Bria is talking about something, 
Jeremy's reaction where it's like a half eye roll, a half sigh, half sort of like, oh, come on, that's not what I'm doing, mm. but that's totally what I'm doing. Like, it's a split second, but it is so just like, yep, I've seen that look. I've done that look. Yeah, no, Oh, exactly. my God, that's perfect. It's I, so good. Like, the acting, oh, the, the acting is so subtle and so it just feels so real. I mean, like, yeah. it's it's one of the, that, that's one of the things where I'm, I'm not an actor, obviously, but I feel like just reacting to something is probably more difficult than spitting out a line of dialogue again i don't know from experience but that seems very difficult to me like i was sitting here thinking like if i was in the scene and somebody is like monologuing at me how would i react and and like still stay in character and stay right. in it and like it's just the physical his physical presence in the movie in general is just so compelling to me it it feels so real but um but yeah like what i love so much about that because of the monster because of the emotional tension that's happening in that scene the fact that he opens up not just one door but he opens up both of the doors Mm -hmm. how exposed they are yeah and like it's a great set yeah like i i really didn't think about that until you were just talking about this like oh my god i i really really hope that they did that on purpose and it wasn't just a like this shot looks cool i i man i really hope that that was an intentional Yes, this was a cinematic, like, we, we are telling you what's happening yeah. visually as they are just, I just... Well, and they I set it, it up so, so well, because, like, the movie is told in a very non-linear fashion. Um, like, it kind of goes back and forth between, like, their relationship when they, I guess, first got together, and they're, like, really in love, and you really feel that. Like, it does feel like a sincere romance, almost like a documentary, yeah. even. And then it kind of cuts back and forth between, like, the problems they're having in the present problems he's dealing with with this creature coming at his house and then you get these like very gauzy kind of flashbacks that feel that feel genuinely romantic like it's not like you know necessarily like all doting and stuff it feels like a real conversation that a real couple has yeah um and it's just so beautiful and it's the kind of movie that i feel like you kind of have to go in with a disclaimer because you can't go into this movie expecting it to be so, uh, yeah, the uh, After Midnight also screamed at Frightening Ass Film Fest, mm-hmm. which um, it's going to be an upcoming episode. Um, and, uh, and I was talking with Andrew Austin, um, one of the directors of The Power of Glove. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with him beforehand, and I was like, yeah, I, I saw this last week at Knoxville Horror Film Fest, and I love it so much. Like, I, I have to stick around for this one. I have to leave soon because, again, I have an adorable little kid at home I have to get home to. But mm, I do not want to miss this movie. But a heads up, it is a romantic drama mm-hmm. with a creature. Yeah, it's very much more. It almost, it feels more like something like Blue Valentine or, yeah. or even like uh, Before Midnight, which is kind of funny because <laughs> the movie's called After Midnight. Well, but like afterwards, uh, we were talking a little bit more and uh, he said, so first off, totally understand why you wanted to see it again. And secondly, thank you for the heads up because it is a creature feature. There is a creature, an amazing creature. I love it. Oh my God, dude. The the design of that thing is incredible. I was blown away for like this being a lower budget movie. Much of the creature should look very familiar to you because uh, it's part of it had been repurposed. I think like the body came from something and then the, the tail was something else anyways uh, i don't want to talk too much about it because i don't want to spoil like one thing i really like about the movie is that it it kind of leaves it um ambiguous as to whether the creature is actually coming to his house at night or not right i think um so that's one thing i like also 
there's a scene with a shotgun illuminating things over back like over and over it like the okay, way don't that don't spoil stuff there. i'm not gonna it's, spoil it's things great. It's but, great. Oh. there's there is a great visual so good uh visual visual perfect jump scare so the visuals in this movie just in general are incredible everything that i was going to say is basically echoing all of the things that you said so the the only real thing that I want to add, because again, we're going to go into a lot of depth when we talk about this, mm-hmm. because man, talking to Juan and Christian, how are we not just going to be like, we love your movie so much, like keep making everything. Yeah. Can we just like, like it is, it is probably going to be one of the closest, uh, like Chris Farley. Just you, you remember the time that you, <laughs> that was cool. Just, I know it's going to be Chris like that. Farley <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Chris Farley showed up in your movie? Yes. I, I, I love After Midnight so much, and again, for that to be my opening to the uh, to the Knoxville Horror Film mm-hmm. Fest with fingers, and then After Midnight, holy crap! Like it, it set it up. And to After be Midnight a won the weekend. best feature. It won like everything. They that did weekend. win. Yeah, I think Bria won Grant so won the best actress and. The thing that I love so much about it, again, a lot of stuff that you've already said of it being more of that drama with a monster. And I was thinking about, again, um, the kinds of movies that I've loved so much from the indie horror scene over the last few years and the ones that have stood out to me and the ones that I've been like, oh, my God, this movie is amazing. I cannot wait to share it with people have been those very character driven like they actually give you heart and they give you drama and mm. they give you a solid movie with characters that you care about yeah. and some horrific things mm. and you know things like after midnight and uh, sadistic, sadistic intentions, intentions yeah, and um everything starring jeremy gardner basically pretty much everything starring jeremy yeah. gardner and beyond the gates <laughs> and a lot <laughs> he's yeah jeremy gardner and matt mercer we're gonna talk like about another everywhere. movie with jeremy gardner in it in a minute and then we're gonna talk about matt mercer and graham skipper because they are also everywhere um i mean even even down to devil's candy which i mean yeah. like it was much bigger names or, or much more mainstream names i guess more well-known names but it still was a very character-driven horror movie that just so happened to have some horrific things but, oh man and- the, the thing I love most about that movie is the scenes at which it makes you fill in the gaps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. There, there's expect- only like one scene where you actually see a death on screen. Yeah. But it feels like such a more violent movie. It's a movie right. that really respects your intelligence as an audience member, which yep. I love that. Yeah, yep. Definitely. And, oh, God, I love it. I love it so much. Um, And After Midnight... Saw it twice in the same week at Knoxville yeah. and then in Chattanooga, and it wasn't enough. Like, I need to see it more. It's it's great. I have two things, and that's it, and I'll, I'll be ready to move on. Um, first off, Henry Zabrowski as Wade, the friend at the bar, is absolutely hysterical. There was a scene He's that so made good. me laugh out loud, a specific line that I feel like I'm never going to forget, and I don't know if I should say it, but it involves... See, no, I get to drink line. Huh? The, the one where he's talking about, I got two kids, I get to drink? No, no, no. It was the part where he drinks the uh, he drinks a specific drink, and they're like, what does it taste like? And he says, it tastes like going blind. <laughs> and I just like that. just found that to be hilarious. But he's great. And then also, I, l- I really like the title because it reminds me of uh, Before Midnight and Gremlins. And I feel like those are, that slam those two movies together, and that's kind of what you're getting out of this. I also love... The Taylor Zotka was in the movie. Yeah, she's the bartender. She is the bartender. Mm-hmm. 
I will. I will say though, as I, I like After Midnight as a title, I do. I am kind of sad you, that they you dropped. You wish that it was something else. I, I kind of. I wish that it was something else. But, but what could it be if it wasn't After Midnight? Something else. Yeah, but what? <laughs> All right, this this is this is bad. Literally something else. Literally <laughs> something else. No, I actually really like the title "Something Else" a lot too. Like, I feel like that it, that in, that captures so much. Uh, like the the kind of dual storylines you get, like the horror side and like wanting something else out of a relationship. Um, also, it r- makes me think of uh, See, Simi Charm Life by I, Third Eye Blind eh. because Third Eye Blind is my favorite band. I. I've seen them in concert three times. Dude. Really? Yes. We're going to have to I met talk. The, I met Stephen Jenkins, the lead singer. Cool. I have a picture with him and the drummer, Brad Hargreaves. Gr- great. Yeah. Anyway, I just love, I love Third Blonde. Anyway, I like the title Something I, Else a lot. I think both of those titles work well in ex- like telling you exactly what you're getting out of the movie, but so, n- without knowing it until you watch the movie. For, for anyone listening uh, who doesn't get, you know, the very obvious... Uh, not even subtext the movie at one point was called something else and then it was changed to after midnight oh okay yeah see, did you not see one of the people on the podcast he said literally something else yeah okay i just assumed that i was trying not to insult the audience's intelligence <laughs> <laughs> taking a cue from the film itself ah uh, sorry eb <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh yeah, we had a lot of fun talking with Christian about something else. Yes, we did. It's such a great title. Like in so many ways. Like it's fun to just say and make goofy ass puns out of it too. So after that, um After midnight. After, after midnight. After midnight. Man, see, I, I we'll get into this on the other episode because I feel like after midnight still accomplishes a lot of the same things. I do love I really like the title a lot. I do genuinely like I'm kind of torn. Like I think they're both really great. My over analytical brain is um like probably adding so much more subtext to what the title could be meaning in reference to the relationship side that yeah. I yeah. I'll get into that with them and they'll be like, No, dude, you're wrong. It's just a title that starts with a so that it's easier to find they do mention that on that shockwaves podcast yes they do they? yeah hey funny. speaking of shockwaves that was the next thing that occurred on friday was the uh, live episode of shockwaves that was a terrific alley-oop of a segue that i don't know what you're talking about it was a perfect segue so that's what i'm saying it was an alley-oop like you you tossed it up and then i put, dunked it in but sure Change your ball it's a basketball analogy. <laughs> what? I don't understand these sports things. Yeah. Me either. Anyhow. Yeah. Shockwaves. We, yeah. we just ruined our segue by talking about the segue. <laughs> so it was no, a I'm perfect good. segue. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Shockwaves. Um, always always so much fun. Uh, I did listen to this one. I really... Oh, I that's good. Had a good, good time with it. You probably heard my maniacal laughter in the background a few times. Oh, that was you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ryan Turek wasn't able to be there because he was off, I don't know, like producing some movie or something. But Elric Kane, Rob Galuzzo, and uh, Rebecca McKendry were all there. And it, it was just such a great episode. And I, I love Shockwaves. It is one of my favorite podcasts. And we've had them on the podcast before. So much fun to talk to. And it, it's just, it's so weird seeing a podcast live because it's like, it's it's different from watching a movie. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're watching a movie on your computer or even on a big screen, it's very different than watching it in a theater. We've yeah. talked about that plenty of times. But when it comes right. to a podcast, it's like you're just 
listening to it, you know, like, yeah, sometimes they have some visual aids, but is it really that different of an experience? You know, like, are you really missing something if you don't catch a podcast live? And yes, like I feel like seeing them live is, it is a a distinctly different experience that uh, panel say what yeah yeah it's yeah. like going to a con panel um or even just like going to a concert where like you can listen to their music on the radio and it will sound better because live concerts usually suck but being there is just a different experience it's like when you see a picture of the grand canyon it doesn't encapsulate the vastness of the grand canyon that you get when you're actually there exactly i think i don't know i've never been to the grand canyon <laughs> but i mean i'm just assuming that's what it would be like oh my god <laughs> I really haven't been. Anywho, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to take a picture <laughs> of the Grand Canyon. It was exactly like this. And I'm going to send that to you. So I'm not even going to send you a picture of the Grand Canyon. I'm going to send you a picture of a picture of the Grand oh, okay, Canyon gotcha. from the Grand Canyon. Got it. Okay. I'm, That's hilarious. I'm a horrible person. No, Shockwaves was amazing. Uh, they... They had five monsters, I think, and they were talking about uh, like what each person was talking about, um, like what their pick for that monster is. Yeah, like what they think the definitive vampire is in a movie or definitive uh, werewolf. Yeah, they they had werewolves, witches, vampires, zombies, and ghosts, ghosts, ghouls, spectres. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I forget what name they actually gave it. Um, supernatural entities but, but yeah it was it was a lot of fun listening to them talk about what each of their picks were especially their reasoning as to why so yeah. like um, if I remember correctly Rob went with a lot more of the monster itself so not the movie like he was yeah. like this is a better movie but this is a better version of that monster right yeah right uh, so yeah it was, it was just a lot of fun um not really a whole lot more to say about that other than go check out Shockwaves. They're an amazing podcast. Listen to them, subscribe to them, mm-hmm. follow them. And that was their Halloween episode. So if you go back to the episode released on Halloween, that's the one that... Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Didn't know that that's when it was released. Yeah, on huh. Halloween day. Well, yeah. So uh, it, if you are already missing Halloween, go back and listen to Shockwaves. They are amazing. All right. Next up. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that's not that's not a bad oh my god just a i don't know what to say about this next up was blood machines directed by seth ickerman uh the description we've not been reading the descriptions on of the other ones but this one i guess matters two space hunters give chase in search of answers when the ghost of a young woman mysteriously pulls itself out of a dying machine scored by the synthwave superstar carpenter brute it's like a music video kind of, isn't it? It was like an hour. How long was it's it? It's only like... No, yeah, it was only, a 50 minutes. Yeah. It was like uh, a 50-minute uh, music video that there was a plot, but who cares because it was just so visually assaulting, not in a bad way, but just there was so much going on, and I was like, I don't... I don't... I understand what's happening. Um... I don't know if I could say that I necessarily enjoyed it, but I did experience it, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what's weird? The directors, the directors listed differently on IMDb. Oh, well, that's what's listed in the program. Hmm, interesting. And, and, and again, like I don't say that as a negative thing. Like I'm not saying that it wasn't enjoyable. It was just... 
It looks very visually interesting. Like it's a movie that's almost all like CG, isn't it? Yeah, like it's a, a few actors on like a green screen. Everything else behind them is uh, pure CG. It is style over substance with a ton of style, and like it, it it's about a. It's it's a weird like sci-fi supernatural thing because again it involves spaceships and like the spirit of the spaceship comes out and it involves space witches and so like there's intergalactic uh, coven of naked witches and it was just weird and um it, yeah it, it looks gorgeous like I mean the the art style is incredible and like the music the, was great it's the kind of like movie where it feels like the CG would actually enhance the film rather than detract from it like in a horror movie I feel like a lot of times CG is not used very effectively it it wouldn't be as good as if you'd use practical effects but like just looking at the screenshots from it it looks like gorgeous it to me is colorful it, psychedelic kind of personally and you know, it's it's fine to have opinions. I think personally, <laughs> I'm gonna say that it is. Personally, I wish that the movie had only been about 25 minutes, because I feel like some of the plot didn't matter, and you could have gotten rid of it. And there was a lot of the space witch just floating through space and then following her, and like the music that was playing during it was a lot of fun. And again, visually looked great. But it's like, do we need five minutes of her flowing through space? Like, you, you can accomplish the same thing in like 30 seconds. And so a lot of the stuff that was going on, again, I don't, I don't think that it was unenjoyable. I just feel like some of it could have been trimmed down to be a tighter film. And then some of the style over substance wouldn't have mattered as much because there would have literally been less substance and so it's like oh yeah man it was awesome because it looked great and it sounded awesome mm. yeah there was a plot somewhere who cares like look great as it is it was like yeah it looked great and it sounded great and there were some parts that just kind of dragged on a little bit and i didn't care it was mm. fine i just but but yeah Speaking of space witch, it sounded like EB was just taken out by a space witch I mean, of some I think sort. That he was. I mean, it might have been a door creaking, but I think it, I like to believe it was a space witch. I, I'm going well, with space witch. I yeah. actually went to the bathroom for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> went to the bathroom, talked to my wife a second, and then I came back. <laughs> like, where, where he's there still he's talking like, He's just things. waiting for his cue. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up was the first short of the weekend that I finally caught, which was Budfoot directed by tim rice and james sizemore uh an indie toy maker joe carver's latest creation has come to life and it's trying to kill him so tim rice directed um bad blood bad blood the movie i I, I was blanking on it too i was like oh shit (laughs) we're bad at things bad blood the movie we covered that movie i did we did in our chat film fest re coverage uh it's about a werefrog (laughs) It is, yeah. With some great practical effects. All the practical effects. Love it. It's really fantastic. And um, he did a short. The effects, I mean. About a... Dude, you couldn't <laughs> have just like left it a little bit vague. That's what, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like the effects were really good. The, I just wanted to make the sure... The movie that. was really enjoyable. There are things about it that I didn't love, but the movie itself, overall, I still recommend. Mm-hmm. I have... Anywho. Yeah. Um... Budfoot is about a toy creator who creates a uh, sort of like He-Man-esque style toy 
that comes to life and tries to sacrifice him. And it's kind of hilarious. Sounds awesome. It it feels like a uh, Cartoon Network, um, like Adult Swim, Tim and Eric Awesome Show kind of bit. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was great. That's about all you need to know. So Sweet. I'll definitely check it out when I can. Practical effects of a toy trying to kill a dude. A lot of, a lot of drug. Is it like Toy Story, but scary? Stop motion animated or... Um, stop motion ish. Oh, yeah, sweet. I'm pretty sure it's. I can't remember if it was stop motion or CG. Um, it's stop motion. I hope it's stop, sure it's stop motion. motion. I love stop yeah, motion. like so he he made a toy kind of like Moss Man from He Man. Um, I don't know what that is. He okay. He made a toy. You don't know what Moss Man is? I know what I know what He Man is, but I don't know what that character. I, I never really watched Man, Man with um green fur on him. Yeah, in in Budfoot, the green fur was weed. And so, like, oh, I get it, Budfoot. The, and yeah. then, like, he shaved off some of the weed from the toy, and then he smoked and it. And he smoked it. Okay. And then the toy attacked him. And yeah, that's a great idea for a short. It's man. Oh god, it did one thing. Which I hope was, it was based on a true story. I so hope it was. <laughs> they did one thing, which was, um, <laughs> there is a reveal in the movie that I absolutely love, but that's not what I'm talking about. They did a bit that seems. so so dumb because it is so dumb but the best kind of dumb um he's he's talking on the phone and you know how sometimes when you talk on a phone you're a bit more mobile like where you get up and you just start walking around yes the phone that he's on is a corded phone Uh so it's not a cell phone and he's walking like all i'm just kidding going Go ahead, I'm going moving. to start throwing things at you i have so many things in this room that i can throw at (laughs) you so many I'll just throw movies that you don't want to keep. Um, so he's he's like walking all the way around his house or workshop, wherever he is. Um, and it's like going through all these hallways, going through all these rooms and like a good five minute conversation where he's walking around and he ends up back to where the base of the phone is. And like he's a foot away from being able to hang it up. Oh, <laughs> and he can't because that's, that's word. It's so again. It is a dumb joke that worked perfectly, and I loved it. Uh, so yeah, check out Budfoot when you have a chance. Cool, we'll do. Now let's talk about Tammy and the T Rex. Oh shit! You mean Tanny and the teenage T Rex? Yes, Tanny and the teenage T Rex. Because that is legitimately what shows up as the title of this movie when you watch it. Uh, at least I, the- I still don't remember that. I literally showed it to you. I'm talking about... At the film fest? Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, uh, EB, e- do you remember Tammy and the T-Rex? We might have lost EB uh, again. Sure. Um, Denise Richards, Paul Walker. So, the, t- the, the synopsis of the film is that Paul Walker is murdered... And they take his well, super murder too. Su- super murder, Holy not crap. just like an accident. Yeah, it's, like they beat him up and drag him to an open air, like wild nature preserve God, with lions and tigers. I laughed out loud. Like the, it's hilarious. So anyway, so oh Paul God. Walker is killed, and this mad scientist takes his brain out and puts it in a mechanical T Rex. So Paul Walker is a T Rex. A robot T Rex. A robot T Rex who has feelings. <laughs> and which is legitimately like okay, I'll, I'll get into it in a minute. Um and then Denise Richards is like his girlfriend who is in love with the T Rex. And who wants to bone a giant mechanical T Rex. This sort movie of, makes no sense. She rides him at one point. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. 
she, it's weird. <laughs> the ending scene is so like. <clears throat> Oh, it dude, it's so it's so it's so hilarious, and just doesn't make any. I was trying to like in my mind figure out the logistics of how that would work as as like a robot. I don't know. What year is this from? Is this a nineteen ninety three? I want to say, I think it was ninety three. Um, so you know what the weirdest thing about this movie is? Is as I was everything. everything, but as I was watching it, I had this insane sense of deja vu the entire time because. We talked about this before I watched it, and I remember this movie, and I remember watching bits and pieces of it, but I'm 90% sure I've seen this entire movie at some point in my life, but without the gore. Right. So I watched the PG-13 version of this film, and there were like lots of little things that I kept thinking like, oh, this looks so familiar. Like the scene where they cut open his head and take out his brain, I remember at least a cut down version of that. And I remember- <laughs> Cut down, because yeah, 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 they yeah. cut open his brain. And yeah. then I remember like the scene where they're in the barn and like, I just vaguely remember a lot. And like, I remember the, ha- like a lot of the scenes in the house. So like, it was uh, super weird to watch this movie because everything about it felt new to me. But at the same time, like I know that I've seen it before. Um, it's just one of those movies that I had completely forgotten existed. And, and at a certain point in my life, I just kind of assumed it was some movie I made up in my head. It's like, it feels exactly like that. I it's, remember it's like nothing. a fever dream of a movie. Yeah. Like I, I never knew anything about it until over the last few months when there started being the promotion for the gore cut of Sammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. I started watching trailers and I was like, this movie looks so bonkers. How have I never heard of it? Uh, it, it was from 94. And according to IMDb, the PG-13 version is only an hour and 22 minutes. So they cut out only eight minutes of the film. I don't see how that's possible. It seems like there's a lot more. Like, I don't see how this movie works without the gore. That's, exactly. Like, it's weird because I know I've seen it without it. But at the same time, it's like there's. it feels like there's a lot of it. Without the gore, I feel like... It would just be. It feels like it'd be very choppy. Without one. the gore, I don't understand who this movie is for. Like with the gore, I understand. Like yeah, it's an R-rated horror movie about a like a high school kid being in a T-Rex and exacting revenge on the people who killed him. Makes sense. And without it, it's a you know kind of silly movie, almost kid friendly, almost, mm. almost, almost, almost. Until you get to the point where Denise Richards strips for a brain in a jar after pouring whiskey on it to get the brain drunk. Yep, that happens. That is a thing that happens in this movie. This is Um, a movie that can be spoiled, but that's literally the last scene in the movie. And it's, (laughs) it's like you just can't even fathom this until you actually see it for yourself. It is... hilarious i I love to like how does a brain get a boner it's a movie that oh yeah it's 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 bizarre he's like fully having a brain orgasm during that scene it happens it it, i mean i guess i guess if all of that originates in the brain he blows a fuse if you know what i mean yeah i don't know i don't know so, uh, but what's I love what I love about this movie though is that it's so like over the top, but it feels like it knows how goofy it is. But it also feels like the relationship at the center of it, like, is actually like very earnest and kind of sweet. Like, you actually believe that she loves this T Rex, and the T Rex 
feels like it has some genuine character and emotion. Like it's actually a really incredible effect. I it, think until you see it walk and you see like the rubber toes, no, no, no. like bend up and Dude, like flop around. The best thing about this movie is that the T Rex has arms that he used. Like he he walks up to a fucking payphone <laughs> and dials a number with his little T Rex hand, and it's clearly like just somebody wearing a T Rex hand glove. I, I love it. So it's much. so good, and also like there's so many. This is just going to turn into us just talking about things that happen. The We're op- still on Friday. We have two more days. The to get movie through. opens with two guys getting into a ball squeezing contest, and it ends with them saying, with Paul Walker saying, "I had a cup on the whole time." Like, how did he not realize that he had a cup? Maybe the other guy just thought that. God. One of two things. One guy's never felt balls before. I guess so. I don't know. Okay. I it's bizarre. Three things. First thing. Maybe that one dude had never felt balls before. Thing number because two. Because he doesn't have them, even though he was having his squeezed, I guess. Thing number two. Uh, maybe he just thought that Paul Walker was really hard. Wow. Thing number three. And he just kept on squeezing. Maybe his entire Pardon? knowledge of genitalia comes from Ken Dolls. Maybe he's not like, his own. Not the fact that he has look, um, Nathan. What I'm trying to say. There's some holes in this. What logic. I'm trying to say is maybe he's naive about the dick things. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a that's a joke <laughs> oh man that's some inside baseball there some inside ball things um so i really love this movie it's it's like a fun little frankenstein story and it is so over the top and so gleeful in its carnage and just so goofy and well aware of it it's got like some really positive, uh, like a very positively represented queer character who's also an African American character. I love that dude. Um, he's hilarious, and um, Denise Richards, I think, actually sort of gives a good performance in this movie. Like, I think, like again, I really sincerely, but like she feels very sincere in her love for this T Rex, and the gore is so funny and over the top. And the best thing about this movie, and what is the key to understanding why I think it's kind of great. This movie exists because a dude called up Stuart Raffle, the director, and said, hey, I have a T-Rex for like a few weeks. We should do something with it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to make a movie. Dude wrote the script for this movie in two weeks and shot it in like locations like 10 minutes away from his house. And got this movie was filmed over the course of just like a few weeks because they only had the T-Rex for two weeks. And they were literally... He wrote it, but they were still making things up along as they went. And it actually yeah, came together that. as a semi-coherent movie that is a lot of fun with some pretty solid gore effects. I don't know if I would say that it came across as a semi-coherent movie. It came across as a fever dream, and I a coherent love fever it. Dream. Mm. Also, I have to mention, too, I was getting some strong uh, The Rocky Wraith. And, oh, I, was, I thought you were talking about Rocky and Bullwinkle vibes. No, but I can see that with Boris sure. and Natasha. Yeah, it's definitely some Boris and Natasha, like some like sexy Boris and Natasha. It's very, it's very innuendo driven. <laughs> Tammy and the T Rex uh, is like Rocky and Bullwinkle with Boris and Natasha. If Bullwinkle was a T Rex and Rocky wanted to uh, have sex with the mechanical T Rex, yes. Sure. That is that that's, is ex- that's an that is exactly what this movie is like. Um. Yeah. It definitely is. I I'm off the, track now. What was I going to say? Man, I don't know. The only two things that I have to say on top of what you've said because completely accurate. It is a bonkers movie that everyone needs to see. Uh, it had Sean Whalen, which you know was that guy from a lot of movies. He 
He's, he, who was he? he the oh, Sean was Whalen. he the... Um, he's he's yeah, that yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. He is at the beginning of the Axe Murders of Aliska. Sure. Which is... I haven't seen that. It's it's all right. Oh, also I, the, I, uh, the one guy was the kid from Children of the Corn. Yeah, John Franklin. John Franklin, yeah. Yeah. John Franklin said it. It's so, that was so weird. Um, I know what I was going to say. No, you don't. I don't. Actually, I lost it again. Good. Um, no, 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 Rick, I got oh. it. I got it. I had to say this really fast. The bully in this movie was giving me some strong vibes of The Wraith, that sure. Charlie Sheen movie that we watched, like Nick Cassavetti's character in that movie. Is he in The Wraith? Yeah. Remember, he's the bully who's like trying to... No, no. Is he in The Wraith? What? What? Not... Are you talking about the bully in is this the movie? Bu- yes. Is the bully in... No. This, okay, that's what I was asking. He just reminds me of the bully in the Wraith. Oh, yeah, totally. Is, I don't know, I just thought that was funny. He he seems like the kind of guy who... Um, it's like he's just very possessive of Denise Richards, even though she doesn't give a shit about him. He just, like, wants her as, like, an oh, object. Dude, it's so the, insane. Their relationship is, like, super rapey and super gaslighty and just... There's no relationship. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it is the worst, and I... Ooh, lots of stuff that we could also say. the the <clears throat> scene at the party is just one of the best things ever I, I love that the the what would ordinarily be the climax of any other horror movie it happens like in the middle of it and then it ends up just being like this pursuit of a giant t-rex for the last half of it that scene felt very reminiscent of uh nightmare on elm street 2. it does yeah freddy's exa- revenge that's exactly what i was thinking the the uh, party scene in nightmare on elm street 2 i would see a mash very of those similar two just crashing a party yeah i, w- I want wedding crashers <laughs> but with uh, Freddy Krueger and, t- and a mechanical T-Rex. Yep. That's the movie that we're going to make. <laughs> that a video it. monsters movie. All right. We'll call it Wedding Smashers. Yes. Because they smash. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's keep going because we he are just dying to contribute. To this conversation. <laughs> and then I'm like, what do I do here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start talking I about do, the song. I don't know what to do. Trailer, you know, give me something to say soon. When the the last thing that happened on Friday I didn't stick around for was the Dead Right Horror Trivia with Shockwaves um, but I, I had to drive home yep so Saturday 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 um, did we did we catch these this will be the part that I don't have anything to say the regional shorts I don't think that we saw the regional shorts we might have missed. We missed a lot of things. So, um, all right. So, one of the shorts that we saw was called Toe, and it was a stop motion witch movie that um, it it had a lot of Tim Burton back when Tim Burton wasn't a parody of Tim Burton vibes to it. Right. Oh, cool! I like and I love. Stop motion animation, like more. I have a very yeah. It is. It's very like gritty, crunchy looking stop motion animation too. I. mm, It wasn't until you said gritty and crunchy that I remembered um, what exactly he's doing. It's like this little poor kid who is trying to find food, and he finds a toe sticking out of the ground. Oh, and I planted it. So he, human. he decides to cut off the toe from the ground to okay. eat it. Uh huh. Yeah. As you do with Rose. toes. Even they though they find in the wild. The one that had the weird new was it a pneumatic cooking machine? 
Yeah, he had like some weird Rube Goldbergian uh, device to to cook things, and even though it it was just stop motion, um, like just the hair and and the crunchiness and the it uh, just the, just thinking about it makes me gag. I reacted out loud at a couple parts of it, and you were like, "Shush, <laughs> shush." <laughs> it's true. I did shush you a few times. <laughs> I think you had to shush me twice during that one because, man, it was so visceral and just yeah, it was super gnarly and um, it wasn't quite body horror, but I would definitely put it in like the sort of gross out style. So, do you think they could make a sequel called Toes? Like alien to aliens, and then have it be a double feature with fingers. Well, if, fingers and toes. If it was a sequel like Aliens, then it would have to be more action packed with less uh, heart. So that's unfair. There's is a it, lot of heart in is Aliens. It, is it inaccurate? I, okay, the heart okay. part is what I take a <clears throat> take exception to. I, aliens I a better would... movie, but I think that Aliens genuinely has a lot of heart to it with the Ripley and Newt relationship maybe even more so than the original alien mm. <laughs> with, with in terms of heart again i think alien is obviously the better movie unquestionably aliens is still great but anyway god damn it nathan why do we always have to talk about this every fucking episode of this podcast <laughs> it, it stepped away from being anyway that's not that's all <laughs> although that to be fair i did it to to, to us uh no i i, I was thinking I was how it would have been uh an even better pairing if they had paired toe with fingers yeah that makes so much sense i don't uh, know why they right. didn't do that just and, one toe. yeah just fingers and toe um all right let's see you got some explaining to do the then there was another short called kissed uh, I, I should probably say who directed these. Toe was directed by Neil O'Brien and Chad Thurman. Kissed was directed by Elwood Quincy Walker. And it was super creepy. Not because of like the scary content, but it short version, a morgue dude kisses a dead body. Um, oh. and, and then other events transpire. But, but it's more about like, him wooing and sweet-talking her. Yeah, he is like super creepy and just like, oh, you've got beautiful lips and just like, no, dude, he he is. (laughs) Nah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's the kind of character that you wouldn't trust even like dog sitting for you just because you don't know where he's like Herbert West peanut butter. No, Herbert West just killed your cat. Different. And then reanimated dead bodies he too. wasn't trying to bone your cat i mean i'm i'm saying the dude he kissed seems like the kind of guy who would rub peanut butter on his junk okay so he's like buffalo yes Bill. yes okay yeah he doesn't rub but, peanut butter on his junk i don't know why i said why i guess i was it, just thinking of like him it elicits that same your, feeling yeah like getting your skin and wearing it but, but then what happens uh, is is just it, it is the most appropriate thing that possibly could happen to a super creepy dude trying to make out with a dead girl. So there, so my reanimator 
was not incorrect. Was yeah, okay. I, I see where this is going. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. It was like I I knew where it was going, but it still had uh, the appropriate amount of suspense and the appropriate amount of um. Well, that's gross, but like in, yeah, in I was gonna say general revulsion. Yeah. It, <laughs> also, I'm just gonna say Elwood Quincy Walker is a badass name. I'm I'm a little jealous. You should change you should your name. I should change my name. I agree. Eric's a lame name, right, Eric? <laughs> yes. That's why Eric doesn't go by Eric. He goes by E B, right? <laughs> At least that's why. That and uh, the Little Mermaid ruined that name forever. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, also, well, and my name is also further ruined. I'm about to get dark again. I'm about to bring this dark. I have the same name as one of the Columbine killers. Oh, So, yeah, that kind of ruined my name a little bit. Like, first and last name. Eric Harris is one, is the name of one of the Columbine. Really? Yeah. No, that's seriously a thing. Like I've I've I'm always afraid that people are going to assume that my name on like social media is some kind of like dark attempt at humor or something. Um, but yeah, I I did not know that. Yeah, I, I'm a little self conscious about it sometimes. It's good to know. Yep. Anyway, not going to use that for evil at all. The well, um. Hey, remember, my initials are like food stamps. So yeah, <laughs> EBT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just make it easier. Just go by Sharknado. The <laughs> yes. <laughs> you showed up in your logo. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh-huh. Uh, the next short was uh, Noctambulos Night Owls, directed by. Roman Rivero, uh, a group of late night skateboarding, sorry, a group of late night skateboarders is being watched in secret. When one breaks away from the group, the pursuit begins. And uh, again, this one had like a super rapey vibe because a, a girl skateboarder, it goes away from her friends and then a dude basically kidnaps her. And it it is so, so uncomfortable just because of oh, how man. irrelevant it is. And I like I was uncomfortable through the entire short and it's only nine minutes long. The ending like, even the filming of it made you uncomfortable. Mm. Like, the way that the girl was being filmed prior to her being abducted, you're like, Ugh. Yeah, like you like, see him like watching her on his phone and like taking pictures of her and Oh it it, it, it was so uncomfortable that like it was actively making me angry, not because it was done poorly, but because it was done well. And it was like real people like this exist and they are evil and vile. And just like that, that anger of something bad needs to happen to this horrible, horrible, horrible human being. Right. And then it does. And and it's amazing because it's like, oh, thank you. This <laughs> I feel like thank this you makes a exactly what I want. Yes, in a very unexpected way, and it and it was great. Cool. It's really hard to talk about shorts without like saying everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah it's just another great short. As long, if if there's a movie where some like shitty ass like rapey white dude bro gets mm-hmm. some kind of comeuppance, then uh, mm-hmm. I'm all over it. Yeah, he. He definitely got what was coming. That's to him. my second favorite niche subgenre is uh, 
Like Dude bro getting his comeuppance. Yeah. You you realize that's just like rape revenge films, right? But like the opposite. Well, I mean no. Okay, yeah, but but I don't like the rape part. Right. So just like <laughs> I just want to see like white people get yeah, no, okay, white dudes so. get stabbed over like, <laughs> like it's just the, that, okay. that that's the title of a movie. If there was a movie called like White Guys Getting Stabbed, I'd be all over no, it. Not white guys, white dudes. White dudes, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, that's, that's totally going to the list of movies that when I eventually start making movies, totally going to make a movie called white dudes get stabbed. Yep. And it's just yeah, white dudes yeah. get stabbed in the dick. That's what we're going <laughs> and with. it's just going to be like the worst dude bros just like getting what comes to them. And, yeah. and not in a way that glorifies violence because I never want to glorify violence. Love horror movies. Unless it's against white guys. But I, white even, dudes, even in that situation, I don't want to glorify violence. But there is definitely going to be something so incredibly cathartic. Yeah, it just it's 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 a cathartic yeah. thing. Instead yeah. of like actually stabbing these people, we'll just pretend to stab them repeatedly. Right. That's what movies are for. So uh, unrelated. Academy massacre or something. <laughs> <laughs> so holy crap, we still have a lot to talk about. So the next short, uh, one last meal, directed by Joe Gavargazian, starring uh, a friend of the podcast. Which I, I guess he's still a friend of Video Monsters. Yeah, he's he's for sure. Yeah, yeah. he gets to be like automatically inducted into the Video Monster like Hall of Fame. He's gonna say, "Oh, you have a different name. You're not my friend." <laughs> like, he, he definitely gets a Video Monsters loyalty card for sure. You know what? Yes, he does. Uh, because he and, and while we were trying to come up with the name, um, even gave us one of our taglines of "Creatures Talking Features." Dude, I still really like that. So I, do I. I really like that name. I kind of. We are video monsters. Kind of wish we had gone with that one. We are creatures talking features. I mean, it's nice to keep both of them in there. But yeah, Yeah. creatures talking features is great. Which uh, was suggested by Matt Mercer, who was in One Last Meal, directed by Joe Gavargazian. Which which I think it it won one of the awards. I forget which one it won. Um, But yeah, it was filmed in an actual prison, which added like all of the atmosphere because... The atmosphere, the tone of that one was great. Yeah, like you you just yeah. felt something was off the entire time. Oh, and it was so rusty and everything had paint peeling off of it. And it matched the people too, though. Like, I don't know if they had the costumes ahead of time or how that whole thing worked out, but they definitely adapted the costumes to the... To the prison itself, yeah. Like uh, at least I feel like, yeah. In, in in a way where it made the setting of it uncertain of what time period it was in. Like it, there are some things that you know make it a little bit more obvious of uh, it's supposed to be modern day, but there were just some things about it where it was like, okay, this could be modern day, or really this could be the fifties, or it could be the eighteen hundreds. Like there there was a certain. Um, ambiguity yeah and and i think that that was very intentional with the um with what was going on with it in terms of uh like you know in in the entire time of that prison they've never denied a prisoner of their last meal and so uh they're trying to figure out how they are going to meet the request of the certain prisoner because his request is um not normal very atypical it it is 
relevant to other things that have been discussed on the podcast in uh, regards to long pigs. And so, um, yeah. So, so then it's just like, we, we can't break from tradition. And, and so it was, I, I really enjoyed um, how the theme of we can't break from tradition and how that just dogmatic adherence to the rules rather than like to what is actually good involved a uh, a, a very a very unsettling giving of oneself. Oh, okay. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. There were some practical effects that, um, yeah, there were some practical effects that were very hairy and very bloody. Mm, and I'm very, picking up what you're laying down. Mm, mm, mm. It's gross. Very well done, though. Like, especially for that caliber of film, I wasn't expecting the the gore to be that realistic looking. Yeah, the uh, it. Prosthetics put on top of one's body to then be removed from one's body. Um, it looked great. I like, I like how you like went from being like very <laughs> subtle to like just being like, yes, pieces of a person's body were taken off. Yep. Taken off. Yep. In a way, <laughs> you know what I mean. In a way where it was pretty gross, but like it, it looked too real. And um, it thankfully was not. Thankfully, or was it? Thankfully, Matt is still intact. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. I'm going to need him to confirm that that he is actually still a whole human being. Did you just call him an a-hole? Probably going to no, a-hole. <laughs> need him to confirm that he's still an a-hole human being. Dear God. Let <laughs> me <laughs> you see your whole body. <laughs> That's just oh. that's just my it's just a a ploy to to see his whole body. <laughs> Moving on, or to see his body whole. Um. All right. So, <laughs> dear God, the Nathan, I gave um, you a time limit on this podcast. Yeah, that was foolish of you. The uh, the next feature was Daniel isn't real. Um, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer. A charismatic and full of manic energy. Sorry, charismatic and full of manic energy. Daniel helps Luke to achieve his dreams before pushing him to the very edge of sanity and into this into a desperate struggle for control of his mind and his soul. Whoa. This one is probably like the most mainstream. Like I had been hearing a lot of things about it prior to the film fest. Right. It, it looked like your standard movie theater film. Yeah, the, <sighs> to a point. To a point. It it definitely did um, some things that I don't think that a lot of mainstream audiences would necessarily enjoy, um, but it also felt the most mainstream, and and so it was a kind of weird. It, it was a weird mix of I'm not entirely sure if they were going for that more mainstream feel or if they were going for the more indie feel, um, but but I I really enjoyed it. The the biggest complaint that I have about Daniel isn't real is it wasn't ambiguous. Like it is yeah. very clear. This is what's happening. This is the relationship between Daniel and I forget the main character's name. Um, yeah. And 
Like it, it was an ambiguity. Like there was nothing ambiguous about it. There was nothing like. There's so no either, twist to it. Either the title is lying to you, or it's not lying to you, and you know that for sure. Is that what's what? So I mean, you don't have to tell. Well, I, that's just what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's some minor spoilers, I guess. Not, I don't want to get too far into it, but there is uh, there's a de- there's a definite component of the film regarding schizophrenia and regarding mental illness, and there are some things that the movie does in handling schizophrenia that it does incredibly well, and there are some things that it does that are like, yeah, these are some things that people who suffer from this disease do actually experience. Typically, you know, it's the more extreme cases that are experiencing some of the things that they experience. And uh, I don't like it when movies like just instantly demonize people with mental illness or make them violent because of that adds its own sort of issues. But but aside from that, there are some things that are done well. Um, but then it kind of switches yeah. from that into a more like American Psycho-esque feel. And... Okay. And and the guy playing Daniel has just like the strongest Eric Trump vibe or Don Jr. vibe. I don't care one of the shitty Trump kids. Like you remember who that actor is, right? No. Is it Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Yeah. Oh, that, that's right. I remember us talking about that. Yeah, the but like the just the way that like he has his hair slicked back and like the way that he's presenting himself, it's just so like that unearned cockiness. Yeah, and like it it works for the character. What he is doing, I feel like that absolutely works for that character. But there's they make it too clear too early on that what um oh I, I just need to look up the main character's name they make it too clear too early on that um the main guy who i am talking slowly now so that i can get to the part where luke the main guy luke played by miles robbins <laughs> um <laughs> stroke or something. <laughs> <laughs> a stroke of my thumb was going too slow getting to IMDb. They make it too clear too early on that what Luke is experiencing, Luke is really experiencing. And and I, I, I just wish that there had been a little bit more of, okay, Luke is really experiencing it, but... Is he exp- really right? Like, is he experiencing it because he is experiencing it, or is he experiencing it because he thinks that he's experiencing it? So I wish that there had been a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, that really just comes down to a stylistic choice of I would have gone with a different decision, but I'm not the guy who made the movie. Aside from that, uh, I, I think that it was very well acted. Uh, I, I did care about the characters. Um, Overall, I think that it was really well done. I did really enjoy how uh, some of the things that happened at the beginning did bookend with some of the stuff that happens at the end. And like overall, I, I do think that it was a really solid film that um, that I think that some more mainstream horror audiences are going to enjoy. As opposed to yeah. some of the slightly weirder stuff that some people might not get into. I think cool. there's a couple of like... There's that scene at the end that just seems really out of place. At least it did to me. 
Wait, oh, right, right, right. Like, like the very end. Yeah, well, the not the not the not the the very end, but like the the mindscape. See, like that's some of the stuff that I actually enjoy the most. Like they they do some. Well, I enjoyed it, but it seemed really out of place with the rest of the film. Yeah, and and I think that that goes back with some of the like if they had made it a little bit more ambiguous and a little bit more is what's going right. on only taking place in his mind or is it really happening then some of that uh like mind prison stuff would have been a little bit more um a little bit more on point i i think right. um but yeah like overall it's a solid film i really enjoy it um it wasn't my favorite of the weekend but honestly that probably comes down to one so specific and so minor detail that like it's almost petty but like it, no, not that. Like that was like okay. That feels like an accurate portrayal of um <laughs> of what this character would be like. No, it was such a minor detail. Um, but but it just took me out of it so quick that I was like, oh come on, dude. The so at one point, as he is saying things to try to impress someone. He mentions that he is an artist and that he does photography. Oh, yeah. And then just knows how to do photography. And not just kind of like can compose a picture because, yeah, I get that. Like some people just have a natural ability to like see something and to be able to picture like this is how it should be composed. And and this is the angle that the shot needs to be taken at. And like some people just have an eye for photography that I buy. But he was doing like old school photography where he was taking pictures with a film camera and developing them in a dark room. And I have done that before. And that is not something that you are just good at. Like you don't just know how to develop negatives and know how to develop films, uh, know how to develop pictures in a black room without a lot of practice and a lot of experience. Right. It takes a lot of tactile skill to be able to do that stuff. My yeah. father is a professional photographer, and it took him years and years and years to hone his abilities to be able to do that. Yeah, it's like it, it's just something that ah oh, that bugged me so much. And it could have so easily been fixed if they had just given him a digital camera and had him like go to Kinko's and print them out. Does Kinko's even still exist? I used to work there. Yeah. It's FedEx office. Is what okay. It's called now. So like if he had just oh, gotten yeah. a digital camera and gone to FedEx office and printed them out, then I would have bought it. I, I can buy someone having an My eye for photography. Children. And, and again, that's such a minor detail that most people probably wouldn't even care about because it's like, Oh, come on, dude. Suspension of disbelief. Like it's just a movie. It's like, yeah, but it helps a lot when the details are realistic. Yeah. You know? Like you don't want to just be just randomly thrown out of a movie just because of one happenstance detail. Yeah, and, and like the super weird thing is, yeah, like demons and uh, like switching bodies, and yeah, totally buy all that stuff. Oh, he knows how to use a camera without training. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> list of magical powers. 
and like I, I I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it because it is a good movie. Um, it, is, it. I don't know that that um. I don't know if there there was enough charisma or not charisma, but the ma- the two main characters. I don't know if they had enough rapport. That yeah, would be, that would be what I would say was the biggest downfall. Yeah, th- there was definitely something lacking. Um, and and again, not bad. It's just not amazing. Uh, all right, Both so solid actors, but it just didn't land flat you know yeah and and some of it could actually be uh in comparison to the movie that we watched before it which i totally just realized in looking at the program that we completely skipped over so oh, yeah, before the movie. i was gonna say that but <laughs> before daniel isn't real there was kindred spirits um directed by lucky mckee and super short description, a single mother's life is turned upside down when her younger sister returns from a long unexplained absence I really enjoyed this one. Um, um, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to have to go here in just a minute. Unacceptable. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night. But we have so many more things to talk about. We're we so still have so many more movies. We still have and to I talk have about Kindred Spirits and, <laughs> and porno and, um, and Unholy Moly and... The Loop. Did we watch that one? Oh yeah, The Loop and Evil Dead and Razzi and Allergic Overreaction. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there were so many on Saturday. We even even like we just brushed the surface of Saturday. And and Girl on the Third Floor Literally. and Dementor and Bliss and VFW and Depraved. Those are all the things we still have to talk about. We've got we've got to learn to be concise. You know what we're gonna have to do? We're the gonna have to split this into a two part episode. That's probably something we should do. Yeah. yeah. Are we splitting it right here? This is it? Yeah. Like this Done. This is us ending the first half right, of our it. Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be a downer. Oh, That's no, okay. It's fun with and children. <laughs> Lame. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Uh, so, yeah, we're, this has been part one of our Knoxville Horror <laughs> Film Fest coverage. <laughs> we, we See, part of the problem was we spent too long talking about the podcast we did, yeah, that's true. And before that, about penises. <laughs> yeah, those damn penises <laughs> ruining everything again. Damn penises always getting in the way. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, <clears throat> this has been part one of our Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage. Uh, be sure to come back soon as we continue our coverage and talk about all of those movies that I, I just listed because those are going to be things that we keep talking about. Um, I'll talk about a couple of them. Yeah, you, there's, there's still a few you can talk about. Two, two of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gives Eric more of a chance to go watch some of those. Exactly. Some of them you can see. Have you seen The Girl on the Third Floor? I have seen yeah. that one. A, huh? I, I have seen that one. I love that one. I think the only other oh, one I can watch is Depraved. Voodoo. I saw that. Um Depraved was one I meant to watch, but I just haven't had a chance to. I feel like Daniel isn't real should be out soon. Evil Dead, you've seen Evil Dead. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. You've seen I seen the version you saw, though. You've seen Allergic think, Overreaction. Yeah. I think Bliss is on uh, Voodoo, too. I, uh, yeah, I've watched that one. I, I bought that. I mean, I paid to rent that one. Yeah, you've seen Bliss. So there, there's like half of the things left to talk about that you can still 
talk about. Bliss is good. I was looking at my notes for Bliss. I was like, I'm wondering if I'm going to get a chance to talk about this movie today. Nope. (laughs) I mean, if y'all didn't have to be lame and like go to sleep or whatever. Nathan, you're at your house. Yes, I am. Why don't you go over (laughs) to my house? No, thanks. I'm at my house. That's true, but... (laughs) We should just go over to EB's house right now to finish the podcast. All right. We'll see you in a minute, EB. (laughs) Whether, whether you're awake or not, we're just going to be there. On the wall, I'm in my computer room, and the thermometer on the wall says it's 35 degrees in this room. That, Is there a ghost in there? Yes. Yes. Because that's what happens when ghosts show up. The temperature drops for some reason. That's also how kids get made. By, yes. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. That's true. No, <laughs> you know, at, at this point, I can't remember the things that we said prior to the podcast and which things have been a part of the podcast, so... That, that was a reference to something that was said earlier in case that wasn't part of the podcast. Is this all going to be on the podcast? So far, yes. Okay, all okay, of this okay. is still part of the podcast. We should wrap up. That's, that's uh, e- Evie, <laughs> where do you want people to find you on the social medias? Uh, just generally look up Nemesis Comics, comics with an X, and that will lead you straight towards everything that's me and my buddy Jeremy Ball, who does my writing and all that good stuff. So just let me up, Nemesis Comics. Sweet. And I, I love that it's comics with an X, which almost makes me wish even harder that we had done video dudes no. with a Z. I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> I cannot abide dudes with a Z. <laughs> Those are the only dudes I can abide. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely check out um, EB's work. Uh, he he does our logo. He's done a, a lot of things for us. He did our Gargoyle Awards last year. God, that's which, the best. Oh, man, I love that's it so much. the best thing ever. Sometime <laughs> between now and when we actually record the second half, we're going to have to come up with what our Gargoyle Awards for this year's Knox Horror oh, Fest shit, are. I have more homework to do? Yep. I wasn't even at the festival. You saw like half of the things. <sighs> that's an unfair <sighs> advantage some of these movies have. It's fine. I think I should abstain from voting. Uh, okay, then I'm... T- you're going to get the Sharknado Award. <laughs> <laughs> I've already won the Sharknado Award. It's, it's always been you. <laughs> oh, well, you can find me on Twitter at the Chimerican. <laughs> this joke is going to lose it if we don't use it right now. With the It's Always Been You, um, <clears throat> EB can also make a uh, poster to put in the background. The Shitting. <laughs> I like it. The shitting is Wow. <laughs> no one will ever listen to this podcast. They'll see that and they'll be like, the shit is this? All this poop humor. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's always been you, The Shining. I get it. I get it. I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And it's just an x ray of your bowels with the same poop <laughs> from the 1800s. <laughs> Please cut this out. Please. I'm just not. Listen, I deal with enough poop humor for my children. I don't need it for my podcast. I, I come to the podcast to escape the poop. Come to the not to embrace place. it. Oh, <clears throat> Eric, where do you want people to follow you? I don't want people to find me anymore. Jesus. I like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with this. The Chimeric, at the Chimerican on Twitter. Eric J on Letterboxd. I'm on Instagram somewhere. Okay, American Reviews. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> if you're a glutton for punishment, like I am, you can come find me. 
Bro. Yeah. Oh my god. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Video Monster Pod. And the reason that it is Dude. Video Monster Pod rather than Video Monsters or rather than Video Monsters Pod is because Video Monsters Pod is one letter too long for the Twitter handle. Yep. And and I wanted them all to be consistent. I love that it's consistent now. You don't have to be like at the Gargoyle and then here it's at Gargoyle yeah. Podcast and here it's at I don't even remember anymore. I, I don't know. It's various <laughs> things. Uh, my Video Monster Pod. On, on Letterboxd, I'm still the Gargoyle. Um, but, but yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at video monster pod um and wherever you get your podcasts search for video monsters and and follow us and subscribe and, and we'll be there and like and we will keep making so many stupid jokes because that is what we do <laughs> yep because we take movies seriously but not ourselves that is true yep we're just a couple of creatures talking features <laughs> <laughs> that was very organic the way you slid that in there. So just fit dude, right on in there. Please tell me you're saying these things on purpose at this yeah, point. Dude. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Just slid right on in there. Alright. <clears throat> We're coming to an end. So that's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. Uh I'm I'm Nathan. And I'm Eric. And Eric, thank oh. you once again for joining us. You're welcome. Hey, no Not <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I might return to this podcast one day. <laughs> Eventually. Eric of the EB variety. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Go e- on, EB. I'm sorry to steal your thunder. I have no thunder. It's just a whimper. <laughs> 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 Alright, be sure to come back soon and we will try to be slightly less annoying. Um, <laughs> we're not going to try hard, though. No. Yeah. This is us. Deal with it. <laughs> that, that's the new tagline. This is us. Hashtag deal with it. No, that deal seems that seems too dude bro-y. Um, yeah, keep coming dude, back bro. and we will wrap up our Knoxville Horror Film Fest coverage. We'll be doing our Frightening Ass Film Fest coverage with uh, Andrew Austin and with Mark Christopher Cavino. And we've got an episode coming up with Juan Ortiz, Christian Stella, and Chris Dorch. And I think currently those are the only ones that we definitely have planned coming up. But then we've got uh, a lot of other tentative episodes that we've talked about. And uh, yeah, some uh, some more reworking on our rebranding to uh, to get that up and running. It's all and very exciting. Dude. I was, I'm, that was, that was, I was being sincere. I know that I'm, I'm monotone. It's hard to tell when I'm being... You know, sarcastic and that sincere. Was that was very, a sincere one. That was all very exciting. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the goat head of the Chimerican speaking. Okay. okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right, we have to go before both of you never talk to me ever again. <laughs> okay. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Y'all take it easy. Just go with the Michael Scott. We're going to go with the Michael Scott theory of, uh, I don't know what we're, we don't know what we're going to say. We're just going to find it along the way. Could, are, are you the assistant to the regional podcaster? Um, I mean, that could be, that could be a thing. <laughs>
the assistant to the host of the gar- of the video monsters podcast no the assistant to the regional podcaster the i like assistant that monster Anywho. there's only two of us but i'm the second in command <laughs> and don't you forget it <laughs> <laughs>